coming back. He will pray for his safe return. He will be back in the pulpit next week. But as always, he always leaves us somebody with a heart after God, one that spends time with the Father, one that hears from God to bring us a message of encouragement and a message to just spur us forward. And this morning, we have the honor and the blessing of Apostle Benny Calloway. You all know him. He's one of, the fa uh, one of our fathers in the faith here. Apostle Calloway, if you can come on up, introduce your beautiful wife. We're so glad she's here with us. And we just tell him we're glad to have you. But we're always glad to have him home. Amen. Morning. God bless each of you. Can we put our hands together and give the Lord a praise? It is such an honor and blessing to um, be with you all uh, once again um, here at home at, at Grace Point, and I'm happy to have my wife, um, Trellis, with me. We um, came this weekend to visit my parents over in uh, Fitzgerald from Auburn, um, Alabama, so we're happy to be here in service um, today. Wave your hand, baby. Yeah, we've been married almost four months now. So God bless each of you. Thank you for your presence. Uh, we, we hope you had a wonderful um, Thanksgiving uh, with your family. I know that there were um, limitations and restrictions, but I hope you enjoyed it just the same. And as Pastor Johanna mentioned, you know, we do have a lot to be grateful for um, as the people of God. And I want to share um, a message with you today entitled, Disturbances Cease with perfect peace. Disturbances cease with perfect peace. And I want to read in your hearing um, Isaiah chapter 26. We're going to read those first four verses in your hearing. Isaiah chapter 26. And we're going to read verses 1 through 4. And the word of the Lord reads, it says, In that day, Shall this song be sung in the land of Judah? We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates, and the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Trust ye in the Lord. Forever. For in the Lord, Jehovah, his everlasting strength. And Father, we thank you for this opportunity to preach and teach the word of the Lord. We thank you for every precious soul gathered in this sanctuary today. Thank you for every listening ear by way of the podcast. Thank you for every viewer by way of social media. And I pray as the word of the Lord goes forth that your Holy Spirit will begin to navigate and negotiate change in the hearts and in the lives of your people. And let that change become reflective after hearing this word in their day-to-day -day behavior patterns. We look to you today because you are our help, you are our hope, and you are our healing. Manifest 
your blessing in the midst of your people through and by your word. And may we continue to give you praise and worship that you are so worthy of. And we bless you. And it is in the wonderful name of your son, Jesus, we pray and we believe. And all God's people said, you may be seated. May the Lord bless you. I want to thank um, Apostle Dale for this opportunity to preach the word of the Lord today. Uh, we send love to him and Miss Jill. Can we clap our hands and thank God for them? <laughs> Disturbances cease with perfect peace. Here in this text this morning in Isaiah chapter 26, um, Isaiah, his name in the Hebrew means Jehovah has saved or Yahweh is salvation. And Isaiah prophesied at a time of Judah's departure from the Lord and their uh, consequent uh, return. He prophesied more about the coming of Jesus than any other prophet uh, 700 years before Jesus' first advent about his virgin birth, his life, his death, and millennial reign in the earth. And Isaiah prophesied during the 8th century, but his prophecies expanded during a 40-year period. And the emphasis of this 26th chapter and the verses that we've selected to teach from uh, for emphasis, um, these verses, they have a future um, application, but they also have a present application for the righteous who have suffered at the hands of the wicked. And that the righteous will be rewarded and the wicked will be punished. Because every choice has its own built-in consequence. And we have to remember that God is only in control of consequences, but man is in control of his decisions. And we have to know and be assured that God will balance the scales of justice. Of every unfair unjust and unbalanced experience we had to face at this stage in our lives that has brought great disturbance. And there is no one in this building today that is exempt from dealing with some type of disturbance. You know, it comes from the root word disturb, which means to interrupt, interfere, hinder, um, to worry, to upset, to be unsettled, and to be bothered. Uh, when we are troubled, when we are agitated, that causes us to have inward commotion. When our calmness of mind has been taken away, when we are finding ourselves uh, being stirred up, when our spirit has been struck with fear and dread, where there's anxiety, where we uh, find ourselves distressed or perplexed in our mind. And oftentimes it may not necessarily have anything to do with what we are experiencing, but the fact that someone can suggest um, any type of uh, 
impending danger that may be in view that causes our minds to be racing where we will begin to have an expectation for the worse. But I have good news for you today. It may take some time, it may be weeks, months, or even years, but I promise you on the authority of God's word that God is going to heal you everywhere you hurt. There are brighter days ahead, that God is working and that he's weaving you into the greater purpose and bigger picture for your life, and he is going to bring clarity to your confusion. He's going to bring understanding to your complexities, and he's going to give you answers to your questions as you enter into this next phase and next stage of your life. And so what I want to show you in this message today, I believe that there are three things that we can do for disturbances to cease in order for there to be perfect peace in our lives. And I believe they're right here in, in the verses. Now, the first thing we have to do, we have to sing the right song. We have to sing the right song. Here in verse 1, it says, In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Tell somebody, sing the right song. He said, in that day. Now, now the prophet speaks futuristically of Israel being a mighty force in the world when Christ reigns in the earth 4,000 years and he'll put down every nation that will go on the attack against Israel because the Lord promised that Jerusalem was where his name would be. But presently, because of Judah's disobedience and because of their rebellion against God, he allowed Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon to come in and invade Jerusalem, deport many Jews back to Babylon as slaves. And we know that the temple was destroyed and they were to be in bondage for 70 years. But the Lord put Israel on the early release program and knocked three years off of their sentence for good behavior. And they came out in 67 years. And then what the Lord did, he raised up Cyrus and the Persian Empire to attack Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. And they freed the Jews where they could return to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall of the city that was led by Nehemiah, the governor. And then they would also rebuild the temple of God that was led by Ezra, the scribe. And, and, and the Lord presently and futuristically will return Israel back to their place of restoration and glory. And so it is with us through Jesus Christ because we all are a spiritual Israel. In Galatians 3 and 29, Paul said, And if ye be Christ's, you are Abraham's seed, and we're heirs according to the promise. And, and, and we need to know today that God is going to return us back to our place of restoration and glory because of our covenant that we have with Jesus Christ. And you know, oftentimes when we make every effort to live for God, by faith, through the grace of God, things and people will come after us. And, and, and you know, some circumstances will occur beyond our control, that God will not always intervene in, that, that seems to defame 
the name of God and tarnish our testimony. And then people will ask us, how can you continue to live for God and these things have happened to you? How can you come back from an emotional beating like that? How can you come back from an emotional crushing like that? If God left you, he could have prevented it from happening and you never would have had to go through the pain and the suffering and the agony and the torment. Your life has been disturbed and it's been turned right side up. And many times people are sitting back waiting and watching to see if you will ever recover because of some of the things that did happen to you. And, and there are those who will allow the forces of evil to use them. Sometimes they will be some of the wicked hands that have contributed to your pain because some people thrive on engaging in disorderly conduct. <laughs> to see to it that your life is disturbed. Because think about it, if somebody um, is playing loud music or somebody is fighting or somebody is engaged in some type of potentially uh, criminal behavior in your neighborhood, you can call the authorities and they can be arrested for uh, disturbing the peace. But there are some things in life that life will throw at you that the local, state, and federal authorities can't come in and correct. You need divine and supernatural authority intervening in your life. But when God restores you and brings you to a position where he receives the glory and he becomes the object of focus and the center of attention, can I tell you, God will put a new song in your mouth. Oh, good God, have mercy. He did it as Israel would sing throughout the nation. He said here in the verse, he said, in that day, in that division of time, shall with absolute certainty because of the undeniable hand of God that brought you out of what you can bring yourself out of. And when you experience a miracle of that magnitude, you know it has to be God. And then God will put a song in your mouth. It was nobody but you, Lord, because when I was in trouble, you brought me over. And, and he said that in that day, that, that this song, he, he spoke of the specificity of a song, which is indicative of firsthand experience that you had with God. So we, we sing, we celebrate with praises, in musicality and vocality. He said that this psalm will be some. This lyrical arrangement has to be released in the atmosphere that saturates your environment. That's how important it is to have the right praise and to have the right worship when we gather together that becomes eclectic and anointed and sets the right atmosphere for God to move in the midst of his people. Tell somebody and tell them, sing the right song. When you sing the right song, that's when healing will begin to manifest. When you sing the right song, that's when salvation will begin to manifest. When you sing the right song, that's when God's power will manifest. It's important that when God delivers a miracle on your behalf, you've got to sing the right song. 
So the song that the Israelites were singing, they declare here, they said, we have a strong city. Uh, Jerusalem is the holy city. It's the city of God occupied by praisers and worshipers. Jerusalem, city of Salem or Shalom, the city of peace, a city of power and might where God promised his name would be there. A city that is able to withstand great force and pressure. See, the strength is personal because it comes from God's presence. The strength is social because it comes from his people gathered in his name. The strength becomes political because it consists of God's kingdom theocracy, his rule in the earth where he occupies the throne of men's hearts. So the song that they're singing, that salvation will God appoint. Yeshua in Hebrew, which means deliverance, welfare, prosperity, and victory. And you know, it makes a difference when we sing songs concerning salvation. It makes a difference when we sing songs concerning the name of Jesus. Because when we begin to declare Yeshua in musicality and in vocality, we're speaking in the atmosphere that God, his presence is prepared to give us deliverance, welfare, prosperity, and victory. Can I tell you? Every time you talk about Jesus, you are given your personal space and everybody within that space an opportunity to experience deliverance, welfare, prosperity, and victory. So it's important that you keep talking about Jesus, that you keep singing about Jesus, that you keep testifying about Jesus, that you keep talking about the goodness of Jesus because somewhere along the line, there's going to be some deliverance, there's going to be some welfare, there's going to be some prosperity, and there's going to be some victory. And God, allow that, God allows that to happen so disturbances can't get in your heart and mind. Now, he says here, and that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bull walls. Now, the purpose of the walls is to join together for protection. And we know in ancient Israel, cities were surrounded by walls to keep the inhabitants secure from enemies without. And God will appoint salvation to protect your spirit. With deliverance, welfare, prosperity, and victory, so disturbances can't get in your heart and mind. And he said that God will appoint salvation for walls and bull walls. What is bull walls? Bull walls are a defense or a fortification with an army or a host of soldiers to resist any attack or penetrative force coming against you. But you have to sing this as a song so it will be a shield to your life. Because songs have a greater impact in your life when they're sung out of your personal experience with God, which means that you know exactly what you're singing about. And it makes a difference that when you get in the song and the song get in you. Because you don't need the stage. 
You can sing the song when you're in front of your sink washing dishes. You can sing the song when you're driving in your car. You can sing the song when you're in front of the stove cooking. You can sing the song when you're in front of your computer in the job, on the job, because it's all about creating an atmosphere in your personal space where there will be deliverance, welfare, prosperity, and victory. So that's the first thing you have to do for disturbances to cease in order for there to be perfect peace. Secondly, you have to side with scripturally based believers. You have to side with scripturally based believers. Look here in verse 2. He said, open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Tell somebody to side with scripturally based believers. He says, open ye the gates. In order for anyone in ancient biblical history to have access to a city, you had to be let in by way of the gate with authorization from security. That word open is pathak in Hebrew, which means to loosen, ungird, to allow necessary entry and space. It also means to remove limits and restrictions. And can I tell you, a born-again saved person ought to be an open person. Let me press stop, rewind, and play again. A saved, born-again person ought to be an open person. What do you mean? You know, <laughs> if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you, you shouldn't be winded up so tight. You know, when you're closed-minded and antiquated and one-dimensional in your mentality. Because one of the things I, I, I was hearing the Holy Spirit speak to me about he said the revelation knowledge of God is disclosed by the Holy Spirit in order to transcend your, your cultural background and conditioning. Because a lot of times our cultural background and conditioning, it sets limitations and restrictions. That we'll only go so far and we'll only do so much uh, based on what we've been taught. But when we receive revelation knowledge from the word that comes by way of the Holy Spirit, he will transcend those limitations that you have often put on yourself. Because if, if you don't allow yourself to overcome those restrictions, then you find yourself beginning to short circuit the power of God that wants to operate in your life. So, and, and we have to understand that salvation is intended to be enjoyed, not to be endured. This isn't role playing. We're not um, actors or actresses or stage players in religion. Uh, this thing is real because you can't grow and develop and mature staying in the same place. And you have to let God-ordained people into your life to teach you the word and how to let the spirit of God lead you into your place of destiny. And so when Israel was in captivity, they were being apostatized and indoctrinated by the Babylonian culture. And now they're back in Jerusalem. They need to unlearn in order to relearn. And it's the same way with us. When we abandon the scriptures, when we resist the spirit of God's leading, and when we ignore godly leadership, you put yourself in spiritual captivity. And when you put yourself in spiritual captivity, then religion will brainwash you. It will handcuff you. It will indoctrinate you. It will apostatize you 
with false beliefs, erroneous teachings, and then when God saves you, you have to open up your heart and open up your, open up your, your mind and let the Lord teach you with anointed men and women of God that he has sent into your life. Just like what verses, verse 2 is saying, you need to open up your gate, open up your heart, open up your mind. And listen to what he says. He says that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. In other words, God will put people in your life to challenge you and expand your growth. God will put people in your life that will absolutely, positively, and unequivocally refuse to allow you to stay status quo for you to stunt your growth. It says open, open, your, open your gates, open your heart and your mind so, so the righteous who keeps the truth may enter in. That word righteous is Siddiqui in Hebrew. It means those who represent the government of God in conduct and character and are vindicated by God. Those who are correct in the scriptures, the righteous nation, the godly remnant of people that will not allow themselves to be subject to the traditions of men, false teaching, doctrinal error, but those who remain committed to scriptural and spiritual principles for life and living. Those who hear the voice of God and teach the word of God are those we need to follow. These are those who keep the truth. We have charge over it. We are to guard it. We are to observe it. We are to give heed to it. We are to pass it on to you for your spiritual growth and development. Those who retain it in their memory and allow the Spirit of God to set boundaries in their lives because of it. That those who keep the truth, the undisputed reality of the Word of God and the Spirit of God that can be proven valid and legitimate whenever it's tested. What God has said and what God is saying through his man and woman servants. He said these are the ones that need to enter in. It's all about having the right people in your life to grow you and groom you that can gain access and entry into your spirit to be introduced as ordained by God to teach and impart knowledge and, 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 and instill wisdom for the purpose of you experiencing change in your life. And when that begins to happen, you'll find disturbances in your life will begin to cease. So you got to sing the right psalm. You got to side with scripturally based believers. The third thing you have to do, you have to have a single-minded focus. A single-minded focus. Look with me to verses 3 and 4. Am I helping anybody so far? Look at verse 3 and 4. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Trust you in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Tell somebody, have a single-minded focus. Once we do our part by singing the right song and siding with scripturally-based believers, the Lord will do his part. He will guard us, and he will watch over us. Even in the midst of disturbances from dangers, the Lord will blockade us. He will see to it that we remain close to him. 
He will be our defense and our watchman. And as, as verse 3 indicates, he will do it with perfect peace. Now, that word perfect is gimar in Greek, which means complete in skill or learning. In other words, the Lord will disclose or reveal to us that disturbances in our lives were only a backdrop to lead us to a place of peace. Because think about it. Sometimes if your life is not disturbed, you'll never move into action. <laughs> You'll never do what's necessary in order to obtain that perfect peace. And, and sometimes we, we need to be disturbed so we can seek the one who can cease our disturbances. It, it, it was a mean, that disturbance was simply a means to an end. But I believe that we are approaching the season where that part of our lives of being greatly disturbed is over. We've passed the test and that there are greater things ahead. And that peace is going to cover every part and parcel of our lives. He just didn't say peace, that he would keep us in peace, but that he would keep us in perfect peace. In other words, that peace will, get, will make us complete in skill and in learning. And so when we talk about peace, it is the Hebrew word shalom, which is soundness and safety, tranquility and contentment, prosperity and welfare, exemption from rage and havoc of war going on from within. And when God gives you perfect peace, the disturbances will begin to cease. They, they'll come to an end. The Lord will stop it and will not allow it to continue. Now think about this. God knows how to disturb your disturbers. <laughs> oh, somebody get that when you get to the restaurant. God knows how to agitate your agitators. He knows how to aggravate your aggravators. Folk who create drama in your life will start having drama. God is going to bring you into a season of rest and that the things and the people that used to bother you won't bother you anymore because the peace won't be from the outside in, but the peace will be from the inside out. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That there will be no means, there will be no occasion of stumbling. When you have perfect peace, you can begin to make decisions for your own spiritual, mental, and physical well-being without guilt, without concern for somebody's criticism because it's your life and not theirs.
You cannot spend the rest of your life being concerned about what people think about you when you learn to make a decision that's in the best interest for the will of God for your life. Because when you do good, people are going to talk. When you do bad, people are going to talk. So if they're going to talk, give them something to talk about by doing that that God intends for you to do. See, God will bring you to a place that he will make your spirit soundproof. Have you ever seen somebody uh, in front of a, a soundproof booth through the glass and you're inside the booth and they're just talking but you can't hear what they're saying? That's what God is going to do for your spirit because there are a lot of people that's going to be talking in your ear and say, if I were you, I'll do this. Or if I were you, I would do that. See, God is going to fix it where you're going to see some people's mouths moving, but you're not going to hear anything of what they're saying because God is giving you peace from the inside out. He'll make your spirit soundproof. Folks still be talking. They'll still be fussing. They'll still be complaining. They'll still be accusing. They'll still be bellyaching, but it won't affect you. It won't infect you. You won't hear the noise. You'll be calm and serene in your spirit, and your peace can only be maintained, as the scripture says, whose mind is stayed on the Lord. That's why Paul said in Colossians 3 and 2, he said, set your affection on things above and not things in the earth. In other words, we have to apply our mind to the things of God where we always have God's viewpoint on a matter. We always hear what, what others say, but we always need God's viewpoint on a matter. Whose mind is stayed on thee, whose purpose, imagination where your intellectual framework is stayed on the Lord. That word stayed is kamak in Hebrew, which means to lean or lay upon. In other words, you have to take your mind and lean your mind and lay your mind upon the Lord. It means to support or brace oneself, to allow to uphold and sustain and rest upon. You can put your full weight upon him. All your cares, all your anxieties, all your burdens, all your problems, all your unanswered questions. It says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in thee. Betak in Hebrew, that word trust, which means to set one's hope and confidence upon to make yourself secure and feel safe. And I know we have a lot going on in the world right now. But if you learn to lean and lay your mind on the Lord, he will make you feel secure and he will make you feel safe. How many of y'all receive that? Verse 4, and I'm closing. It says, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah. Is everlasting strength. This verse lets us know how often this trust should take place. How often should we trust the Lord? It says forever. How long is forever? 
Forever. There you go. See, we got some Greek scholars in the house. Forever in the Greek means forever. <laughs> Perpetually, as long as you live, as long as you continue to exist. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The existing one, the supreme God among the Hebrews, the eternal one, that strength is resident in the Lord himself, indefinite and undurring, that he is our rock, he is our stronghold against any foes, against any enemies of God's people in all ages. The Lord is our defense system. <laughs> he is our rock of ages. He is our firming and lasting foundation. And we can build upon him. He's the rock that will last and will remain standing. You remember the story Jesus told about the man that, about the men that built two houses, one built one on the sand, one built one on the rock. And when the storm came, it says that the storm beat vehemently upon that house, but could not shake it because it was founded on a rock. See, disturbances will cease when there's perfect peace. You've got to sing the right song. You've got to side with scripturally based believers, and you've got to have a single-minded focus. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 22, he said, the light of the body is the eye. He said, therefore, if your eye, your focus be single, he said, your whole body, your whole being will be full of light. Stand with me. Let's pray. How many of you are blessed by the word this morning? <laughs> Father, thank you today for giving us the assurance and the reassurance through your word that disturbances cease when there's perfect peace. And we thank you that that perfect peace comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. And let this word today seep deep down in our hearts that will bring renewal to our minds and quicken, make alive our mortal bodies. Help us to sing the right song and side with scripturally based believers and have a single-minded focus. We, we look to you today, Lord, because you are our help and you are our hope and you are our healing. And help us to trust in you forever. Because we know that, that in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting strength. I pray today that you will, you will heal every hurt today. Bring peace to every troubled mind. Calm every doubt. Soothe every fear. Meet every need. In the name of Jesus, minister to needs specifically, Lord, that I can't even think of to address, but you know where your people are 
positionally and conditionally. And I pray this message will help catapult them from where they are to the place that you've destined them to be. Let your blessing be on this body of believers, Lord, as they continue to advance the kingdom of God from this location and in this community. We thank you today for this time of worship and fellowship with your people. All those that are present, that are listed by podcast, viewing by Facebook, thank you for ministering to every person. Thank you for how this word will reach high, deep, far, and wide that will reach people where we can't reach them. But you know where they are, Lord, and giving them hope in their present situation. We praise you today. Let your Holy Spirit do his greatest and finest work when we depart from this place. And, and may testimonies, Lord, be expressed from what you've done in this moment. We give you praise for it today. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, may the Lord bless you. May the peace of God be with you. Have a wonderful day.